0: Morning. So glad to have you with us today. Uh, Thank you for joining us. May the Lord greatly encourage your hearts this morning. Psalm 105 says, sing to him, sing praise to him, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. My prayer is that God would release that song that glory, that joy into your hearts today. Well, I'm eager to share with you from God's word this morning, uh, so let's pray and get started. Father, we are surrounded by your loving kindness and compassion. And underneath us are your everlasting arms. You have made us your children and poured out your spirit into our hearts And so we cry out to you, Father, Father, we love you and we desire you and we desire your presence. We draw near to you now by faith in Jesus. Be our teacher this morning. Open our ears and our hearts. Fill us with all of your fullness. In Jesus' name, amen. We've been going through the book of Hebrews, and in the book of Hebrews, God calls us to a bold and confident faith in Him. Of course, we become discouraged and downcast at times, but God is always calling us upward. He is always calling us upward and out of unbelief to that kind of robust faith. We are commanded to come boldly to the throne of grace. We are commanded to hold fast our confidence and to boast in our hope, firm to the end. One of the main ways this kind of faith is built into our lives is by hearing the stories of men and women just like us who had this kind of faith. This morning we come to a stunning list of accomplishments by men and women who believed God. Let's read these verses from Hebrews 11, 30 through 35. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. And what more shall I say? became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. So many things, so many amazing things happen by faith and have been done by faith that the writer says he can't take time to tell us about them all. So he only mentions a few names and some of the feats they accomplished by faith. We know some of their stories. Gideon defeated a massive army of 135,000 Midianites with only 300 men. David killed the giant Goliath. Daniel was delivered from the lion's den. Others quenched the power of fire, probably a reference to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Others escaped the edge of the sword or put foreign armies to flight and so on. These stunning accomplishments of faith do not mean that a life of faith is easy or that it always leads to outward success verse 35 commends the, f- the faith of those who were tortured they could have been released by denying the lord but they chose death in the confidence that god would rise them to a better raise them up to a better life sometimes our faith is shown by confidently trusting god in the greatest outward defeats when everything around us is crumbling but that is only one way God or faith is manifested in us. And that is not the only way faith is manifested in us. Faith in God also gets us on our feet and gets us marching. Faith makes weak, ordinary people like us soldiers, conquerors, and overcomers. Faith defeats enemies. Faith brings escapes from dangers or even death faith goes after and obtains the blessings promised to us by God faith finds power to do something when all you can feel inside of yourself is weakness faith boldly does things for the kingdom of God Daniel 11:32 says The people who know their God shall be strong and take action. The King James Version says they shall carry out great exploits. Only God could do the mighty things listed in these verses. But he would not do them without people having faith. So the emphasis is that these men men and women did these things by faith. The walls of Jericho came down by faith. Rahab's life was spared because of her faith. These people all did something remarkable by faith that they could not do without faith. Daniel 6.23 says, When Daniel was lifted out of the lion's den, no wound was found on him, Because he had trusted in his God. Faith affects outcomes. Jesus said all things are possible with God and all things are possible to him who believes. And if you had faith, you would say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and it would obey you. Amazing things can be done by faith. Who could imagine what God could do through any one of you if you believe God and act on what he has set before you to do by faith? But the $64,000 question is, just what is it that we need to do by faith? Just what mountain is it that needs to be moved? Well, in one sense... We are to do everything that we do by faith. We trust in God's hand to support and help and bless. We do our job by faith. We run our business by faith. We raise our children by faith. We face money problems and health problems by faith. We face emotional problems and discouragement and fears by faith we face all of our problems with confidence in God to work and to deliver and to heal and to help a couple of weeks ago I was by myself and I had a job I needed to get done and so I asked God to help me put the canopy up on our boat lift it really is a two-person job really easier with three but nobody was there to help me so I just said God if you can help David leap over a wall you can help me get this canopy on by myself and he did and I praised him for it but the main thing that we need to do by faith is to conquer every thought and every tendency in our lives that is raised up against God and to lay hold of the new life we have been given through Jesus with all of its riches and power and privilege. Now, that's a mouthful, but it's a very important, so I'm gonna repeat it for you. The main thing we need to do by faith is to conquer every thought and every tendency in our lives that is raised up against God and lay hold of the new life we have been given through Jesus with all of its riches, power, and privilege. The Holy Spirit was not telling the Hebrews to go tear down the walls of a city. He was not telling them to go conquer Rome or some other city. He was not telling them to go put out a fire or close a lion's mouth or dodge a sword. And he is not telling us that either. There were other obstacles facing the Hebrew Christians that they desperately needed to overcome by faith so they could enter into the full blessing purchased for them by Christ. And there are obstacles facing you. There are obstacles facing us that we need to overcome by faith so that we can enjoy and experience our access to the throne of grace and to live near the throne of grace as we ought The Hebrew Christians needed to tear down walls of spiritual hardness and unbelief. They needed to escape the deadly effects of drifting and dullness. They needed to conquer their tendency to shrink back from Jesus and all that he had called them to. They needed to overcome their superstitious attachment to the old system of sacrifices. They needed to boldly enter into the promises of the new covenant. They needed to press on to maturity. They needed to conquer their fear of being outcasts for Jesus' sake. Every one of these conditions are powerful forces that can hinder us, too, from going on with Jesus. They can keep us from enjoying our privilege of nearness to God that Jesus died for us to have. Some of the changes that need to happen in your life probably seem as impossible as the walls of Jericho falling down. But they can be overcome through faith in God. One of my favorite Older commentators, John Brown said in his commentary in Hebrews, Nothing else but faith can carry the Christian forward to its. Excuse me, let me repeat that. Nothing else but faith can carry the Christian church forward to its predicted triumph over the world and hell. Barriers more difficult. To be broken, broken down, then the walls of Jericho stand between us and holiness and heaven. How are these barriers to be removed? Nothing but faith can do it. Those walls that stand in the way of your spiritual maturity, those walls that stand in the way of your happiness and holiness in God, do not come down by self-help books or by superstitious formulas, or by any form of human effort. It is only by the work of Jesus Christ declared in faith and held fast to by faith that these walls can be destroyed. But they can be destroyed. Again, I quote John Brown, let all the allurements and all the terrors of the world be laid before the Christian with their combined influence to draw him away from truth and holiness and God, yet through means of believing, he will overcome. Difficulties vanish, great mountains become a plain. There is no inclination so strong, but he finds it now possible to resist. And just in the degree to which he believes, he can do all things through Christ, strengthening him. Jesus used the language of conquest to communicate the kind of people we must be. Jesus said to the one who conquers, I will grant to eat the tree of life. The one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne, as I also conquered and sat down with the Father on his throne. He said that seven times, once to every church in the book of Revelation. He calls every person, every man, every woman, and every church to be one who conquers. The very essence of life as a Christian is conquering or overcoming stuff that is in our way. That includes sins of every sort. By the spirit we are to put to death the deeds of the flesh. We must overcome discouragement, fears, unbelief, and weariness. We must overcome Satan and all of his clever and wicked schemes against us. Temptations, hindrances, And accusations. He sows discord and conflict, misunderstanding and confusion among families and among the saints. These obstacles and attacks come at us nearly every day. And we overcome them by faith, we overcome them by holding fast our confidence in God and resisting the devil. Peter said, resist him firm in your faith. Honestly, sometimes we don't want life to be a fight. But it is. And we must conquer. And we do that primarily by faith. Paul said the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary... They have divine power to demolish strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive in obedience to Christ. We are in the kingdom of God through faith in Jesus. But in another sense, we are still on our way to the kingdom of God. And Paul said, we must go through many tribulations to enter the kingdom of God. He said, there's things that we go through to enter the kingdom. And every single one of those many tribulations will test your faith and must be overcome. Also, on the way to the kingdom... There are life qualities, there's ways of living and thinking that desperately need to be removed from our lives. And there are ways of living and thinking that desperately need to be added to our lives. And we do this by faith. Peter said, make every effort to add to your faith goodness And to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be richly or abundantly supplied to you. It will take every effort of faith to overcome the things in your life that need to be overcome. It will take every effort of faith to add those qualities to your life that need to be added. Without faith, without an active, robust faith to go out and conquer, without faith, very little or nothing will change. But with faith, you can overcome things from your past. You can overcome sins and habits that you thought you were stuck with for the rest of your life. And you can enter into a life lived and experienced near to God that you thought was only reserved for other people. I have four areas of application for us this morning. First, by faith in the blood of Jesus, overcome the walls of condemnation that keep you from drawing near to God with full assurance. A.B. Simpson wrote, seldom have we seen a sadder wreck of even the highest, noblest Christian character than when the enemy has succeeded in undermining the simple trust of a child of God and got him into self-accusing and condemnation. It is a fearful place when the soul allows Satan to take the throne and act as God, sitting in judgment on its every thought and act and keeping it in the darkness of ceaseless condemnation. Well, indeed, has the apostle told us to hold firmly the shield of faith. This is Satan's objective point in all of his attacks upon you to destroy your trust. If he can get you to lose your simple confidence in God, he knows that he will soon have you at his feet. And then A.B. Simpson wraps up this quote by saying, Beloved, hold fast your confidence and the rejoicing of your hope firm unto the end, which of course is taken right from the book of Hebrews. The blood of Christ is sufficient to deal with your sin problem. Not only the forgiveness of your sins, but the grip that sin has on your life. The blood of Jesus is sufficient to make you whole, to deal with your sin problem and mine. And we must, by faith in the blood of Jesus, Overcome the condemnation and fears and shame and separation that our sins once made between us and God and now come confidently to the throne because the, the, the blood of Jesus has cleared the way. He's opened up a new and living way that we can come boldly and with confidence freely to the throne of God without condemnation second use faith to conquer spiritual sluggishness and lethargy the hebrews were in danger of neglecting their salvation there was a dangerous lack of eagerness that was developing in their lives the author of the book said we have much to say but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. And we desire that each one of you would show the same earnestness of hope to the end so that you would not be sluggish, but that you would be imitators of those who through faith and patience or perseverance inherit the promises of God. So by faith, we must wage war against this tendency to become sluggish or lazy or lethargic in our Christian faith. We must wage war against spiritual passivity and stir up earnestness or fervency. Psalm 63 says, "O God, you are my God. Fervently, I will seek you or earnestly I will seek you. Earnest pursuit of God is a choice. Choose that. David said, earnestly I will seek you. Pray that psalm. Express that by faith as the desire of your heart. Choose that to go on, to press forward in fervency and earnestness all the way to the end. Third, use faith to attack anything that stands between you and holiness. And you might recall I borrowed that phrase from the commentator John Brown. Use faith to attack anything that stands between you and holiness. It might be some kind of sexual immorality or impurity. Or maybe it's just being easily offended or prone to jealousy. It might be fear or anger or just plain lack of love or compassion for someone. Don't passively accept these blemishes in your life by saying, hey, nobody's perfect. Don't keep on giving the devil an opportunity Don't keep on giving the devil a foothold in your life. Resist him by faith, the Bible says. That means that you aggressively renounce those things that he has done and wants to do now in your life. You stand up against him. You stand firm in your faith and repudiate him and aggressively renounce those things he wants to do in you. The Lord said to Cain, sin is crouching at the door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. We conquer sin by faith in Jesus Christ and his power to liberate us from its bondage. Revelation 1.6 says, he, Jesus, is the one who loved us and released us from our sins. What did Jesus do for you? He loved you and he released you from your sins. By faith in his death and in our death with him, we are released and freed from our bondage to sin. That is the power of the gospel. And release from the bondage of sin comes from putting your faith aggressively and boldly in that promise of Jesus to release you from your sins. Fourth, by faith, overcome the enemy of discouragement. Overcome the urge to give up, to quit. We all feel that. At times, we all we have moments and times, seasons of discouragement, and at those times, more than ever, we need an aggressive, bold faith to believe God to get us through that and get us get us away from discouragement and back to a place of confidence. When you are suffering hardship or the mountains just aren't moving, discouragement can settle into your heart, and it can block your joy. It can block your progress in the Lord. It can block your experience, your sense of God's nearness and your enjoyment of that nearness. The Hebrews were in danger of losing their will to persevere. The writer of Hebrews in the next chapter, chapter 12, will tell them to fix their eyes on Jesus and to strengthen the knees that are weak and to lift up their drooping hands and to run with endurance the race that is set before us. That is the language of faith. That is how faith talks. And it will make a big difference for you when you just start talking like that. When you just start talking the language of faith. Are you talking the language of faith? You you talk the language of faith by preaching the Word of God to yourselves. Sometimes you just say, Read, or Mike, get up, keep marching, keep running the race, keep fighting the fight, keep your eyes on Jesus. There is a promised land out in front of you, it's called the New Covenant. It's the promise of a new heart with the power and desire to do God's will. It is God's promise to you that I will be your God and you will be my people. It's the promise of first-hand experience with God or ex- first-hand experience of God. They shall all know me. It's the promise that you can know God and be acquainted with God in a very personal, intimate way. It's the promise that you can live near to God, that you can live your whole life in God's presence, near to the heart of God. It is the promise that God will never remember your sins against you. You obtain those promises by faith. You bring those promises into your own experience by faith and by faith alone. You live near to God and you enjoy that nearness to God by aggressive, robust faith in Jesus and all that he accomplished for you. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is taken by force and the violent take it by force. He was not talking about literal violence, but the people were so eager in the days of John the Baptist to hear the gospel and to welcome the coming Messiah that they were like a violent army attacking a city and beating down the doors. That is the kind of eager, aggressive, robust faith that we need. The blessings of the kingdom of God belong to the one who conquers. Jesus said that. To the one who conquers, I will give eternal life. The blessings of the kingdom of God belong to the one who conquers through faith in his blood, in the blood of the Lamb. Let's pray. Father, we often feel.